Hello, everybody. My name is MJ the Tutor, and you are listening to another episode of Accounting Makes Sense, an MJ the Tutor podcast. This podcast is focused on helping accounting students all over the world by offering a quick warm up on various accounting and business topics that hopefully leads to the generation of bigger discussions and conversations around them. For all those studying or thinking about doing SEMA right now, this episode is for you. So gosh, I actually feel that I haven't been recording an episode for a very long time. I have recently caught a bit of a cold, uh, and so I've tried to refrain from using my voice a lot. Uh, However, I know that I do need to get an episode out, so here I am. And you can probably still kind of hear from my voice a little bit of that, um, you know, a bit of a... I'd say stuffy kind of uh, quality to the voice. And so for that, I do apologize, but enough lamenting. In today's episode, we are going to talk about financial ratios. Those numbers that we get from the financial statements and what do we really do about them? This is an important step, especially for those who are taking on SEMA case study exams. In general, pre-seen materials come with the financial statement of the pre-seen company, and that should give you a fair bit of an idea about the financial health of the company. Now, aside from that, of course, uh, for for those students who are doing objective tests, ratios are a big part of the syllabus. The F2 and P2 sometimes contain various ratios to be remembered and calculated to get a big picture view of the results of a company. So this episode also helps with that. Without further ado, let's start with our financial ratios. In general, there are four types of financial ratios that we normally encounter during our SEMA journey. These are your profitability ratios, efficiency ratios, liquidity and gearing ratios, and investor or stock market ratios. Now I'll try and give a bit more detail about each one. Profitability ratios are a financial metric that is used by the company to assess its ability to generate revenue, uh, monitor its operating costs, uh, looks at how it accumulates balance sheet assets, and improves shareholders' equity over time using a set of data uh, that is from a specific point in time. These profitability ratios are normally done or calculated on annual numbers. So your year-end numbers uh, can be used to calculate these ratios. Some key profitability ratios are your gross profit margin, net profit margin, operating profit margin, return on capital employed, or ROSE. Uh, You'll find that it looks at the performance of the company and how profitable it is based on those results that it has achieved. The next set of ratios is the efficiency ratio. Now, the efficiency ratio is normally used to analyze how well a company uses its assets and liabilities to help it generate the revenue and income it wants to achieve. Sometimes this is also uh, referred to as working capital ratios because a lot of the working capital is used in the calculation. Um, This includes your receivables, payables, and inventory and or all other things. Efficiency ratio can be calculated by looking at 
the turnover of receivables, the repayment of liabilities, the quantity and use of equity, and the general use of inventory and assets. Uh, some key efficiency ratios that can be calculated are your receivable turnover ratio, payables turnover ratio, inventory turnover ratio, asset turnover ratios. And you'll find that they all seem to relate to a lot of turnover of the working capital and the assets. It basically measures the time it takes for the company to generate cash or income from a receivable or from when uh, you've sold a product or inventory. These types of ratios are good to be calculated, but normally it does give a better picture when you can compare it with numbers from another company or perhaps from another period, like a year-on-year -year kind of comparison. The faster the turnover is, so the I'd say the lower the number is uh, of the turnover ratio, uh, the better the results are. Because that means you are turning your assets and making cash faster. Our third set of ratios is the liquidity and gearing ratios. Now this, as the name would suggest, deals with assets and liabilities and loans of the company. It looks at how leveraged the company is and whether the assets that it has can keep up with the obligations it has taken on with regards to the loans. Some key ratios that are under liquidity and gearing are your current ratio, which looks at current asset over current liabilities, uh, your quick ratios, which is a variation of the current ratio calculation, excluding the inventory amount. And then you have your gearing ratio, which looks at how much debt you have versus equity. Something to look at when we analyze liquidity of a company is to see how fast it can cycle cash. Cycle meaning when we use cash to buy inventory, pay our payables, uh, collect our receivables, and then it becomes cash in the hands of the company. The faster we can cycle the cash, the better the liquidity of the company is. Gearing ratios, on the other hand, uh, give signals as to problems and issues within the company. If the gearing ratio is high, this could signify that the company is too leveraged or owes a lot of money that it might not be able to repay back. Of course, this is not always 100% guaranteed uh, in each case, right? Uh, but uh, the general logic is that if you have a higher debt value, uh, then uh, there are higher repayments expected. And so you will need to earn more, I'd say, income or revenue to be able to service the loan and so on and so forth. So it becomes a bit of a domino effect. Our last set of ratio in this episode looks at the investor ratio, or sometimes called the stock market ratios. These ratios are important because they show what the market thinks of the company. This is especially relevant when the company that we are referring to is a public company or a listed company. Some of the key ratios in this category are your price-earning ratio, or sometimes called PE ratio. You will also have the dividend cover, dividend yield, and other calculations. These look at the investment that a shareholder can make in the company, and then it also looks at the growth potential of that investment in that company. As mentioned previously, what is important to remember is that while it's good and well to understand how to calculate ratios and what they mean, it is always better that 
when you make these calculations that they are made with a comparison in mind. The story that the numbers tell become more compelling, relevant, and meaningful when compared against another company's or another period. So, that is it for me today. I hope you were able to learn something new for today from this podcast with regards to starting your uh, preparation work uh, on your case study exams as well as your objective test exams, especially those that are revolving around ratios. Thank you for listening to Accounting Makes Sense. As always, I am your host, MJ the Tutor. If you're keen to connect to be updated with the arrival of the next episode of this podcast or find SEMA resources online, please head on over to my website, www.mjthetutor.com. You can also hit subscribe on whichever platform you are using to listen to this podcast. If you want to connect on social media, I am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name MJ the Tutor. So I hope to see you again next time. Ciao for now.